Benjamins, baby. Uh huh, yeah. Well, not quite. I'll be talking about more than just the Benjamins. Welcome to Fintech Beat, where the intersection of finance, technology, and policy come together. And I'm your host, Chris Brummer. The future of finance is now. We have Alex Lipton, former head of Bank of America's global quant business, to talk to us today about Libra's Facebook cryptocurrency. Now, Alex is a big shot in the crypto world and is kind of a polyglot as well, speaking not only multiple human languages, but also mathematical and professional ones as well. He advises fintech projects on working with central banks. It is also the chief technical officer of Sela, where he's helped to design dollar-pegged stablecoins for helping fintech firms interface with the financial system. And on top of all that, he's a fellow over at MIT. I mean, when I organize conferences, the fintech Twitterati ask me if they can sit next to him. So we're delighted to have him on the show today to help teach us a thing or two about crypto, and especially uh, given his own engagement in the Libra debate. Now, given the topic, we've, we're also reaching out to Facebook and would be delighted to invite them on. I had a very interesting experience testifying on the Libra cryptocurrency before the House of Representatives, where my assessment wasn't too great. But hey, no one has a monopoly on all good ideas, and we'd be more than delighted to hear from them. Uh, but we're going to switch to our guest for today. Uh, Alex, it's great to have you. Thank you, Chris. It's a real honor to be on your podcast. There have been only a few podcasts so far, but they have been excellent, and people enjoy them very much. Oh, well, thank you so much. So you've had a really interesting assessment of the Libra cryptocurrency. I read in a piece put out by MIT that you described the proposal as, quote, both good and original, However, as Samuel Johnson famously put it, the part that is good is not original, and the part that is original is not good. So let's break this down. What is good, and by extension, not original, about the proposal? Well, in our mind, uh, the work which we have done at MIT on digital trade coin has all the good elements of the Libra proposal, specifically the consortium of um, members, uh, the group of validators, uh, the way um, collateral is assembled and distributed, and uh, the whole thing is put into action. And, and by this, you're, you're talking about uh, the piece that I think you put out in Scientific American, uh, in which you, you sort of, uh, you and your team kind of envisioned a, a specific kind of cryptocurrency ecosystem, and that's where you're referencing this, this idea of a consortium, uh, which... Uh, apparently uh, resembles, in part, what Facebook is trying to do when establishing the Libra Association, which is this consortium of, of large global technology companies and a couple of nonprofits that it, it, there's a, a familiarity, uh, if one will, between that particular idea and what you spelled out in Scientific American. Very true. And we elaborated much further with technical specifications and uh, graphs and whatnot in transactions of the Royal Society, right? That's right. In your paper, what, what were the crypto assets, what, what were the stable well, coins supposed uh, to be backed by? 
It's a very interesting question. The answer to your question is that uh, we were looking more at real assets because we viewed uh, digital trade coin as something which will facilitate uh, trade in the third in the developing countries and uh, you know places like that as well as international commerce. But at the same time, of course, you know government paper and uh, fiat is indeed a special case of this assets. Okay, so with that in mind, so I guess you're talking about the the technical design was uh, certainly uh, sounds uh, familiar. So what is it then uh, that you think is is bad and not, uh, or I guess what is original and uh, not good? (laughs) Well, in my mind, and again, I mean, look, the project is in in its infancy and hence uh, you know, it might change down the road, but uh, um, in my mind, one of the very important but uh, uh, unmentioned uh, aspects of using commercial, I mean, government paper as collateral is that if it is done on a very large scale, and especially in developing economies, it would generate uh, huge runaway inflation. That's something to be cognizant of uh, when one assesses the potential impact of uh, Libra on the world economy and on developing countries. So, so could, you, could you walk me through concretely how that would happen? So, I mean, if I'm a developing country, under what circumstances would the introduction of Libra introduce... Uh, inflation uh, uh, under what uh, okay. circumstances it's would that be necessary? It's an excellent question, uh, Chris, and I would be happy to do this. Imagine that an individual purchases a bond, like you and I. What will happen then? Uh, we will give our money to the government or to the current owner of the bond, uh, which is effectively bought it from the government. It doesn't really matter that much. And this money, which you have, I have, will flow into the system. And in exchange, we will get this bond, which we will just uh, keep in a safety box or wherever in electronic form, but we cannot use it to purchase anything else until the bond matures or until you sell it back to the market by which you would sort of absorb the money and you know, exchange it uh, for the bond. Now, imagine that uh, you or I have such a wonderful reputation, which I hope we do, and also such uh, financial um, resources, uh, which we might not really have right now, but maybe have down the road, uh, so that uh, people will be happy to take our own currency uh, backed by this bond. Then, in addition to this money which you pay for the bond, you will issue an equal amount of money in the form of Libras in this particular instance, but uh, it can be called Broomer coin or Lip coin or whatever. And um, then it will start to circulate. And then increase the it, money supply. Exactly. I see. In fact, I want to draw the attention of whoever is designing this whole thing uh, to the unknown but extremely fascinating treaty written by none other than Nicholas Copernicus, right? The famous astronomer who, as we all know, proved that the Earth is rotating around the sun and not the other way around. Very few people know that in addition to that, he was a 
prominent financial thinker and a consultant as well. So he was hired by the Diet in Prussia to articulate principles uh, behind the sound money. And so he articulated a number which were kind of specific for the time, but there is one, uh, specifically number three out of his list, uh, where he says that when the new currency is issued, the old currency must be demonetized and withdrawn from circulation. And that's not what happens when Libra is issued. And as I said, smaller currency can sort of live with these ideas because they're small or not particularly big. But, you know, if it is done on a very large scale, then what, that's exactly what will happen. The old uh, uh, currency will coexist with the new one, and hence there would be much more money around, and hence there would be inflation. And that's what I meant by that. I think Facebook's response would probably be, our money supply is going to be tied entirely to demand. So in other words, we're not going to increase the number of Libra unless people deposit or give us more money. So d- does this ultimately mean that to speak to the Com- the Copernican problem, and I've got to admit, I never thought that I'd be talking about Copernicus <laughs> on, in a, in a uh, stablecoin conversation, but in order to satisfy that critique then the governance of the Libra Association has to be such whereby an ironclad agreement is fashioned to not, I I guess, issue more Libra than the demand uh, would ultimately dictate. Uh, Chris, this is an excellent point, but um, I don't think that this is a um, valid repost in a sense that... uh, you know, as I said, uh, if Libra is bought, right, the money which is paid for Libra does not disappear. And you have two currencies coexisting, and in fact, Libra is supposed to, okay, it's a, it's a currency uh, board rather than any individual currency, but it doesn't really matter, right? So it will exist in addition to the money which is paid for Libra. But uh, right now, enough is to say that if it's put in a bank, then the bank will be issuing loans against deposits, right? And so this money will uh, enter the circulation even if Libra itself does not uh, use the deposit account. That is ex- so in a sense, if you use a solely uh, commercial paper and, fine- and fiat as collateral, this situation is inevitable. And this is true not just for Libra, but also, for example, for Bitcoin, for that matter. If Bitcoin were to become a real means of payment and other attributes of money, then it would mean (laughs) that the amount of money in the system will be much, much bigger than it is right now, right? It's a very intricate uh, situation, which uh, not that many people appreciate, but I think uh, has to be emphasized with utmost vigor, right? So in some sense... Uh, yes, Alex, I, I just want to ask then, then this question. What do you think is the technical solution or the design solution to this uh, particular problem? Um, Chris, would you mind if I keep it for myself? Yes, I do know the answer to this puzzle, but I would much prefer to keep it for myself. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, when you're ready to share it with the world, 
we'll invite you back on, and you can walk us through what you think the solution is. Exactly. That is exactly what we will do. Right. One last question. So do you feel, you know, when you saw the, 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 the white paper and the global release, um, did you feel that Facebook had actually stolen your ideas? Or what, do you feel that Facebook was just stealing lots of different ideas and putting them together? Uh, I would uh, probably think the latter. Look, um, you know, our ideas were not bad. But I'm sure other people were coming with, uh, you know, other aspects of it. And so from that perspective, uh, this, the fact uh, that uh, there is uh, such a, a clear similarity by itself uh, doesn't bother that means that much. In a sense, it's published uh, material and anyone is uh, welcome to partake. But uh, normally, uh, people would have to refer to the origin of uh, variety of things which they're using. So that's uh, how I view it. But um, what uh, bothers me more is that uh, the project itself requires uh, a much uh, greater degree of intellectual vigor than it seems uh, to be exerted right now. Well, thank you so very much, Alex. My pleasure. Now we're going to move to Chris's world, our occasional segment where fintech and popular culture meet. You know, like everyone, I've been a bit enthralled by the Dallas Cowboys' saga involving Ezekiel Elliott, their star running back, and how much they'd have to pay him, given that they also have to pay stars like quarterback Dak Prescott. And really, it seems to have been a game of chicken. I mean, who's going to blink first based on the amount of leverage that they have? Big players versus billionaires. Now, there's been another game of regulatory chicken playing itself out with Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency. But in Facebook's case, the stakes aren't salary Instead, it's disclosure. At what point do you have to offer information about all the material risks involving your project? Facebook has had the leverage until now, and it's offered some big promises with relatively few details. Its white paper touts three features. And can we have a drum roll? First, the ability to scale billions of accounts. Second, security, quote, to ensure safety of funds and financial data. And then third, flexibility, so that it can power, quote, future innovation in financial services. And then the white paper goes on to say, quote, the Libra blockchain is designed from the ground up to holistically address these requirements and build on the learnings from existing projects and research, a combination of innovative approaches and well-understood techniques, end quote. And they're optimistic. First thing you see is, after all, on its webpage, its mission. Quote, a simple global currency and financial infrastructure that empowers billions of people. Well, enter Facebook's SEC filings. Now, filings with the regulators are serious. You have to do them on a quarterly basis once you're a public company like Facebook is. And if you don't provide material information about risks to investors, you can be sued. Class action style. And voila, Facebook's language in its disclosure looks quite different from that in the white paper. Another drum roll, please. Quote, 
Libra is based on relatively new and unproven technology, and the laws and regulations surrounding digital currency are uncertain and evolving. Pretty different disclosures as compared to the white paper. And why? Because their leverage changed. Remember Emmett Smith when he held out in 1993? Dallas lost a couple of games, got religion, and paid the man $36 million, making him the highest paid running back in the NFL. And this isn't a big body. This is one of the little bodies, a guy that missed the first two games of the season. And with today's performance, you've got to put Emmett Smith's name back up there as a possible rushing title running back. Legal consequences, like lost games, can create costs too. And the debate over regulation foreshadowed here in Facebook's disclosure is in part driven by this reality. I'm Chris Brummer. Thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Feel free to email us at fintechbeat at cqrollcall.com or tweet to at Chris Brummer DR. That's at C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-M-M-E-R-D-R. Join us next time on Fintech Beat, produced by CQ Roll Call.